All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Resonate Into Riches podcast. I am your host, Marquise Trent, and I'm super excited, man. I definitely believe we got a power pack episode today. Definitely believe we got a power pack episode today. So I want to tell you a little bit about my guest, man. I'm definitely interested and in, in looking forward to interviewing this brother. Uh, this brother wears various different hats as an entrepreneur. He is a business coach. Also, he's a poet a minister, a speaker, a mentor, father, and husband. Sound like myself, to be honest, because I wear many of those hats. That's so cool, man. I was also the visionary founder and CEO of CL Graphics, LLC, Open Book and Victorious Living. This brother is also a published author, man, of the book, How Can I Lead If She Doesn't Want to Follow? Mm. Man, we're going to definitely talk about that. <laughs> Having sent as well as the ebook Entrepreneur's Accelerator. He's also the creative mind behind the Victorious Living Daily Planner. And we know how important that is, especially because on the Resonate Into Riches podcast, we talk about the reality of mindset, habits, and things of that nature. He's also the man to know about everything business. His moniker is actually Mr. Everything Business. He definitely, I, this, this definitely stood out to me. Uh, about him, he generously distributed a thousand toys and a thousand backpacks to less fortunate families through the nonprofit called Team Salvation. He established back in 2011. He loves God, he loves people, and allows himself to be used by God to touch the lives of people. That's what I'm talking about. Everybody, I want y'all to welcome my guest, Mr. Reginald Blanks, to the stage. How you doing today, Reginald? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm, I'm. Thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor and a privilege to be on the show. Fantastic, fantastic, man. So I, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been on the culture for for many different, for many years, man. And I can pick it up, but tell the people where you calling in from, man. Where, where you tuning in from? I'm from Houston, Texas. That's where, yeah. that's where I'm born and raised, Houston, Texas. Oh, the H, the H, man. Yeah, I've been uh. You know, I did nine years in the army. You know, two tours overseas and things of that nature. So, back in two, way, way back in '03, man, uh, I met some cats from Pensacola, Florida, right? P Town, as they call it. Yeah. And uh, these cats start singing this, this, this different music. And uh, one of the homeboys kept saying, "Mike Jones, who Mike Jones?" I'm like, "Bro, what is you talking about, bro? You know what I'm saying?" He was like, "Oh man, you don't know nothing about that Mike Jones, man." I'm like. No, like, put me on. What's up with it? He was like, yeah, man, it's the dude out named Mike Jones out of Houston. I'm like, hmm, okay, okay. So these Florida boys put me on Mike Jones, and that led to Paul Wall, the chameleon, to just the whole Swisher House gang, chopped yeah. and screwed, and I've been in love ever since, man. That was clearly 21 years ago. So wow. I love everything about, you know, Texas culture, Houston culture, just fell in love with it overall, man. So. Uh, tell the folks a little bit about Houston, about your upbringing, and yeah, tell us how, how things work for you in Houston, man. Um, so where I grew up in Houston, um, grew up on Homestead, Homestead um area. So yeah, all those boys. So I grew up yeah. on that side of town. Went to Forestbrook High School. Um, ended up graduating from Humble High School. Okay. But, um, just had a, a rough childhood bringing. Um, wasn't raised with my mother or my father. I was raised mm -hmm. by my auntie. So um, okay. with that, it led to me to um, becoming an entrepreneur. So, I mean, I just worked hard and grind, and um, here I am today. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's real, man. That is real. Definitely. So living in Houston, I know just, you know, me watching videos and learning more about the culture, it's definitely, uh, there's a lot of, business and stuff but it's a lot of especially me listening to toby uh toby Weigway and things of that nature i know it's a lot of violence like houston be off the chain definitely okay. did did the violence and the stuff that went on in the area affect you mentally oh most definitely i um i made up in my mind that um i mean i wanted to go to the nba and play in the nba so um mm -hmm. i mean you don't have that many many choices on in homestead you see drug dealers prostitutes and all that type of thing so um i had a couple options either i was gonna play basketball or become an entrepreneur so i, I said sure. i'm gonna um, become an entrepreneur and that's where i am right now word and homestead that's that's the north side of town right him slim i was talking about the, the big boss of the north yeah yes sir 
how was it how was it coming up uh so i, I grew up listening to three six mafia right back in the day and one of the titles that they gained was being the most known unknown right and yeah. as i said i'm from richmond virginia so although we are the south a lot of like being from virginia there was always this conversation of uh well y'all ain't the south y'all is the south y'all the east coast so we kind of always had that little uh, conversation, you know, for quite some time. And we've never really had any big mainstream artists, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of our culture being right in the middle was, you know, we're a, a melting pot. We're a mixing pot. So we had the, the Atlanta, Georgia, you know what I'm saying? We had cats from, from New York and all that and things of that nature. So we had like really a blend but we never really had a big mainstream artist. Now, Missy Elliott is from Virginia, but she's from the Tidewater area. Timberland is from Virginia. He from the Tidewater area. Now, Chris Brown would probably probably be clearly the closest. He's from Tappahannock, which is uh, 10 to 20 miles or so from Richmond, Virginia. So he'll be the biggest name, but mm -hmm. we really haven't had a lot of people. So for you, coming from the H where and I, I said all that to paint a picture of being underground you know what I'm saying but Houston and Texas in general is so big yeah you can go platinum as they say you can be major without a major deal you know what I'm saying so being from a place like Houston where you can go platinum in your city is crazy how was it for you being associated with a city like that how was it being able to say hey man you know slim thug from around the way and all that like what was that like for you i mean it, it was awesome i mean we got the houston rockets the texans i mean beyonce from houston um slim thug i mean it, it's it's, awesome. it's an <laughs> awesome city man i um i love i love h-town wow wow that is you, you named a lot man um so were you ever influenced to want to be a rapper at any point in your lifetime? Did you um, yeah. ever get into the rap at all? Yeah, <laughs> I also, um, that's how poetry came about. I mean, um, okay. I write a lot of poetry. So, I mean, all poetry is, is rap. But, um, yeah, I, I freestyle. We freestyle in the locker rooms, freestyle on the bus. I mean, H-Town is a freestyle, um, freestyle city. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I always freestyling. So, I mean, yes, sir. Yeah, that's definitely, man. Uh, of course, Lil Flip back in the day, I'm the Freestyle yeah. King, Kiki. Like, again, bro, like, I fell in love with that culture, man. All them cats, Paul Wall, Big Pokey, Hulk. Like, I just I just fell in love with that culture, man. Uh, I don't even believe that I've been to Houston just yet, but I will okay. definitely be making sure I make my way down there. Uh, yeah. But transitioning, tell me about, you said, so... You found your your lane in entrepreneurship. Before we get into what it is that you do now, where was your first? What was your first taste of entrepreneurship? Well, well before we even go there, uh, did you ever have a job? Did you work a nine to five? Did you do all of that? So let me get into that story. So um, I got a brand called Fire My Boss to Chase My Dreams. So this is basically the story behind it. Um, I worked for a job for ten years. Um, I, I went to college, got my degree. And then at that job, a promotion came up. So I went back to college and got another degree. So with all that being said, I had like $20,000 worth of debt. I'm at this job. I'm looking for me a promotion. They end up hiring somebody else outside the company. I had to, I had to train the person. Mm. And um, I felt some type of way. I was there for 10 years. So with mm -hmm. me being there for 10 years, they gave me a pin on my 10-year anniversary. So mm -hmm. I said, am I going to stay here for another 10 years? And um, oh, I'm gonna chase my dream and fire my boss and chase my dream. So wow. what I did, I, I fired my boss, chased my dreams, and I ain't look back. So I was sure. I was a graphic designer at the school district, so that's where it all started at. So I just um started my own graphic design company, and um, mm -hmm. I took it from there. And I For never sure. looked back. For sure. Cool. Cool. So you said you worked at a job for ten years, mm -hmm. and at the end, or you know, before you ended up leaving. You said they brought someone else on uh, that wasn't as experienced as you. Could you could you reiterate what happened again? So basically, um, 
I was qualified for the job. I've been there for 10 years. I wanted the job bad, but I mean, mm-hmm. God has a way of working things out because sure. if I would have got that job, I would have probably still be, been there because I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I was um out I was I was out when the kids was out. I was um and I mean I had a lot of a lot of free um vacation time. So mm. that being said, they they um the position came up, I applied for it. I let my I let my boss know I really wanted the position. And um he they still hired somebody outside the company. Wow. I ended up having to train the person outside the company and um it was gotcha. that and I've been there for ten years. I was like, Am I gonna stay here for another ten years? pretty much still living paycheck to paycheck. I got two degrees. So I said, man, I'm going, I have to fire, I'm going to fire my boss and chase my dream. So that's what I did. Wow. Wow. Awesome. So, so you said, so you were working for a school district and you started doing graphic design for the school. Like what type of workload was that? Cause clearly in my mind, it got to be enough for them to, you know, have your own full time, especially, you know, 10 years. Like, yo, you you were full time creating graphics for the school? Yeah. So I went to the Art Institute of Houston. So I don't know if you heard of Art Institute of Houston. That's a bit, pretty big. Um, art, It's a pretty big for graphic design. So I got my degree from there and I got hired on with the school district. So with that, we had to do artwork for all the um school, all the um schools in the district. So wow. we have about, they had about maybe five high schools, maybe 10 elementary schools. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a lot of people that we was doing graphics for. So they could yeah. use. And that's what I was getting ready to say. Uh, you know, being, it's, it's much different, you know, being from Virginia, you know, Richmond area uh, versus being down here and seeing how, I mean, massive Texas mm-hmm. is and seeing how they do with the independent school districts, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the DFW area, and, you know, you got this ISD and this ISD and this. So I'm like, bro, like like you said, one ISD, independent school district, can have several high schools and, and yeah. plenty of elements. It's like, bro, this is crazy. So mm-hmm. now, I, now I, I got a reference point to say I understand exactly what you're saying. So um, having a degree in graphics, so... Uh, Cool. I got a question about that. So what do you, how, how intensive or what was the learning like in design school versus a person just going to pick up Canva and just messing around with it? Like how, what, how would you compare what you've learned in school to a person just saying, well, let me just jump on Canva and like, what would you say to something like that? It's, it's kind of disrespectful to a graphic designer because somebody to get on Canva and I mean, they use templates for us, man. We had to go to school and learn the softwares. I mean, hours mm. and hours learning the software. So we pretty much build stuff out from scratch, like Photoshop yeah. going there and mm-hmm. design with brushes and, and different things like that. But you can go on Canva right now and just find a template and wow. create a flyer for us. We had to, learn all that stuff from from scratch yeah. i mean like i said it is kind of like a disrespect for somebody to just jump on canva yeah. and make a fly when it took take us like an hour two hour to make it from scratch so yeah that's something yeah yeah man uh especially with ai bro like especially with 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 man ai is making mind-boggling things now so yeah. i definitely understand that so while we while we're on that topic what's your take on what AI has done for the creative world? Um, for, for me, my take is, I mean, you got to keep on expanding. For me, for sure. that's why for I sure. have I have multiple businesses. I know printing graphics like this within the next maybe couple of years. I mean, I don't I don't even see it being any more graphic designers because I mean, wow. like you, said, you can go get you can go get an app and create your flyer. You can do this and do that. So I mean, with me, I'm I'm steady expanding. I'm not gonna be a blockbuster where I for sit sure. around. And let my my business go down. So I mean, I do business coaching, and we're gonna get into all that as well. So I um I have a um coaching business as well. So I mean, I'm 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 expanding every day because, like you said, the world world is changing every day, and you got to keep up with it, or you gonna get left behind. Already for sure. So, well, let's let's well b- before I start getting into that too much. Um, you have a fam. You a family man? Almost oh, definitely. Most definitely. Uh, I have four kids. Awesome, awesome. 
And according to your book title, I take it that you married? Oh, most definitely. Yes, oh, okay. yes, sir. Cool, cool. How was um at what point of, of time in your life did that come about? What being married? Yeah, getting married and you know, growing a family and things of that nature. So we can we can kind of start from the beginning, like yeah. um I, I can say because I've been this is my second marriage. So my first okay. marriage I was a um I was a good husband. So what a good husband is, I paid the bills, I did this, I did that, but I wasn't a godly husband. It's a difference. Wow. With me, okay. I had to find God. So through my first marriage, I lost everything. And when mm. I lost everything, I ga- I gained everything. So meaning God took, had to strip everything away from me for me to really open up my eyes and really start living for him. So with him when I when I lost everything, I um I, I found a relationship with God and that brought me closer to him. So when I when I got my second marriage, I was prepared and I was ready to be that godly husband that God wanted me to be. So that's how the book came about and a lot of other things came about. Yeah, I hope y'all heard that, man. That was a that was a bar right there. I was a good husband, but not a godly husband. Powerful, powerful. Um mm, I'm gonna need you to expound on that John a little bit more, bro. If you don't mind, like what, what, what you know? Of course, what you comfortable with sharing? With, with sharing, I was a good husband, but not a godly husband. So, coming from I, right, coming from the age, coming from the north, coming from seeing what you saw. I mean, I don't know if yeah, pimping is a is a culture and it's a lot like that. That whole Houston feel and culture and world, like. One, what made you get married coming mm-hmm. from that culture? And two, what helped you, what made you what you call that good husband? So one, the question is, I take it you're young. So one, what even caused you to get married that young? Because a lot of cats, we ain't even thinking about marriage. You know what I'm saying? And two, what what caused you to be, what caused you to consider yourself a good husband? Okay, so I'll just I'll kind of go back. So in my first marriage, I got I got married because um I wanted to be responsible. With mm-hmm. me being with me out um not being raised with a father, I wanted to come in there and be that husband, be that provider, mm-hmm. and different yeah. things of that nature. But um yeah. I, I can say I wasn't prepared. I was I got married like when I was twenty one years old. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't prepared. I went in that marriage um not knowing a lot. So um I had to learn. So with that yeah. being said, I I I knew I knew how to provide. So most men think a good husband to just providing, but it's more yeah. than just providing. As a husband, you got to be that provider. You got to be that protector. You got to be a lot of more things. You got to be mm-hmm. present and not just give the presence. So that's on, another um, boy as well. So we got to um, be present in our kids' life. So um, with me, in my first marriage, like I said, I paid all the bills, but um, I wasn't that godly husband. I wasn't, I wasn't what all she needed because I, all I wanted to do is pay bills, um, come home, get something to eat, have sex and did repeat, but as a sure. as a godly husband, I mean, it's more than just those things. Those routine, though, um, having the routine of just going yeah. going to work, coming home, having sex. That's a boring lifestyle. So I mean, I yeah. had a godly husband. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I appreciate you sharing that, and that's real, man. You know, we creatures of habit, and we can just get into that, you know, flow of things. Um, yeah, so. Only again, only if you want to, you can answer this question. If not, you can just say next and we can move on. But what what do you think with you know providing like that, providing and showing up? What what was the reason that the marriage, you know, y'all decided to dissolve it or, or, or part ways? Um, like I said, we was um young. We were, we was both young. A lot of okay. things happened in our marriage that um okay. caused us to go separate ways. Gotcha. So um, we we was pretty much young. So. Yeah, gotcha. I would say we was we was young. When we got married. Understood, that understood. And that's that's a real thing, man. That really is a real thing. Uh, I do believe in marriage. I'm a man of God. I believe in 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 godly marriage and doing things, you know, according to the scriptures and, and, and living your life under God. Also, uh, and I know the reality of needing to have. One, I believe in counseling. I believe in therapy. I believe in mentors. As you said, you know, my wife and I, I'm married also. My wife and I, we have mentored, you know, couples and, and shared couples. 
Um, I actually, at the time of this recording, have a book collaboration project that I'm doing with uh, other married couples and things of that nature to share those stories of trials, tribulations, and traumas, and treasures, and all of that, because you need it, man. It ain't it ain't the movies. Like, and now more than ever, a lot of people is like, F marriage, bro. We ain't thinking about, like, it's just a piece of paper, like, but we don't believe that. You know, we believe in establishing the kingdom, spreading the kingdom, and things of that nature, man. So I believe that's very important. Uh, so one, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to learn from that and move forward. So now you're married. Again, you have a wife, you have a family. How important is your wife or was your wife uh, when it came to your business success? I mean, man, my wife is so, so supportive. So, um, like I said, when I was um, in the process of um, at the job, she was one of the persons that told me, man, you need to leave that job and chase your dreams and um, fire Ooh. my boss. So, I mean, she gave me that encouragement to leave. I mean, uh, most women want security and different sure. things like that. But she saw something in me. Like I said, man, she was with me from the from the jump. I mean, we slept on air mattress together when I first came out my previous marriage because like I said, I lost everything. I didn't have anything. So also, yeah. she was the first person to buy me my Apple computer. So, I mean, to start the business. So, I mean, like I said, man, she really um, was there to push me and help me to write the book, How Can I Lead If She Don't Want to Follow. So, I mean, wow. another powerful topic we could get into as well. We're going to get into that, for sure. Thank you for sharing that, man. And again, we already know, according to the scriptures, we don't take nothing away from women, man. You know, yeah. we know, we know the Bible say the woman was made for the man, you know, to be his helpmeet and all of that. So I, I do believe in the critical necessity of having a good godly woman uh, to help meet the destiny that God has for us and, you know, for all of us as a community. You know what I'm saying? I believe that, I know the Bible say God made the woman for the man, but I know that we both equally empower each other. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to get too much into that at the time, but, you know, with all of this conversation of, oh, you know, it's all of this you know, gender battles and, you know, he better than her and she better than him and this and that. This like we understand that the unit it's a family unit. We work together. You know what I'm saying? Just like a woman can be independent and do good, don't need a man. So can a man. You know understand what I'm saying? A good, solid brother got his head on his shoulders, can build big business and all of that. Yes, women historically, we see they come in and help it grow even more according to how God made it. But don't get it twisted that men can't do their thing without a woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We both come together and synergistically work together uh, to, to build the kingdom. Both parties are necessary. Because think about all of the trauma and the issues that come about in a household because who won't deal? What, think about the question. When people say, oh, it was so much trouble in the home, who's usually not in the picture when that's, when that's the case? The man. The, mother, the man. Yeah. <laughs> so if we want it, oh, what people say, oh, a large prison population because what mama won't in the house? No, because daddy won't in the house. You know what I'm saying? So the core figure being the man, the necessity of the patriarch in the household was God's order. You understand what I'm saying? How many women need the, the comfort, the protection, the encouragement, the wisdom, the insight of a man in their life? They won't, even if they're making money, they won't. Man, you you make the decision. What we gonna do? Like she getting money, but she asking you what? Why? Because of the the kingly role, the authoritative nature that God, the Father, who is a male, who who is represented as a man. You know, the Father. You know what I'm saying? So we could never not be important. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But let me let me transition to. Tell me about that book, man. Tell me about the book title. How can I leave when she don't want to follow? Come on, man. What's what's up with the book, man? Gotcha, gotcha, man. I think every man needs a copy of the book. So, man, if you need a copy, get get with me ASAP, especially if you're married. If you want to be married, you definitely need the copy of the book. So, I mean, the book is Godly Principles. Um, Basically, a breakdown of the book is God gave me the vision of the book. I break the book down into quarters. So in the book is you have your first quarter. So the first quarter is 
I kind of, uh, most men like sports. So as a, as a, um, as a, um, husband, you need a coach. So the first quarter is you go before God. That's the first quarter. You gotta, you gotta get before God. When you first wake up, get before God and get to play for the day. And that's when you go before God by going before God, he gives you direction on what you need to do for your family. So if you don't get the play, then you can't run the play. If you don't get the play, you can't run the play. So you got to go yeah. to God to get the play. So second quarter, a man is a provider. So a man should go provide for his family. So that's second quarter. I break down all that as well into details. And then the um, also I talk about a one-trick pony in the book. Basically, God, as a man, we shouldn't be a one-trick pony. A one-trick pony is somebody that just pay the bills. God wants us to be able to be more than just pay the bills. We should be providers, protectors and all those other things as well. So um, we also talked about the um, one-trick pony. Also in the book, we talk about halftime. Most men don't take a halftime. We have mm. to take a break and get away from everybody and just relax. I say go to the gym, relax your mind, because you got a two more quarters to play. Most men play only two quarters and call it a, um, a day. But we, mm. we got we to, gotta, um, when, when, when you get off of work, you don't just go to sleep and just say, oh, my day is due. You got two more quarters. So on, that the third quarter is, man, we got to spend time with our family because um you just don't go go home and watch TV. It's that third quarter to be played. So the third quarter is spend time with family. Then I say fourth quarter, you got to take time to spend with your wife. So Come I on, break man. it down into four quarters. What man, you you got to do these things as a man. You can't just live two quarters. Like I said, most men want to just go to work, come home, watch TV, have sex, eat, and then repeat, repeat, repeat. Now nah, that's a boring lifestyle. It's more to life than that. We preparing another generation. We got to raise up our kids. We got to be their protectors for our wives. We got to encourage our wives. Like I said in my first marriage, I was a good provider, but I mean, most women want a good provider, but I mean, there's more to it. When you're a godly man, God has put more inside of you where you can pour into your wife. You can encourage your wife. You can bring life into your wife by speaking those words into your family, into your um, into your world. And, make, and, and I'm, I'm a believer that when I speak something out of my mouth, it's going to come forth by belief. So, I mean, sure. that's a little bit about the book, man. It's a lot more I can talk about the book, but Powerful. it's a lot of book. I love it. What would you say, uh, and we'll, we'll give you, I'll give you definitely opportunity to tell everybody where they can get the book from, all mm -hmm. of that at the end, but I love it. What, what led to the title, though? That title is potent, man. <laughs> Cause God, man, I wanted a, a um something. Um, my wife always say the book is the type the, the um the title is for the um for the I mean the book is really for the woman because when a man look at the the book he be like, man, yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't get my wife to leave. I can't get my wife to follow. But for it's sure. it's a reflection of you, man. If you go before God, I mean, God knows your wife, so He gonna show you how to how to get her to leave. So, I mean, it was just a playoff of words. That's where the, the title came from. And I was like, man, so we working on, we working on the um, book for the, um, for the women now. How Word. can I, follow, how can I, um, how can I follow if he don't want to lead? How can I follow mm -hmm. if he don't want to lead? Yeah. Powerful, y'all. Powerful. So God knows your wife, just as a correction. I know what you were trying to say. Yeah. God knows your wife. Uh, so for her to follow properly, but that's, that's powerful, man. That's really powerful. So. And we also work on the stage play for that. Um, the book, the stage play for that comes out um next um this year in July. So we got a stage play for that. And we working on a whole bunch of more things as well for married couples. We got a um, video that um y'all need to come um check out. Um, it's called Three. And me and my wife we do poetry together for married couples. I'm gonna drop that link as well. So man, we got a lot of stuff for the married couples. I love it, man. I love it for real, for real. Um. Uh, Tell me about from our conversations offline. Uh, your business is is doing very well. Could you tell us about how you were able to grow a successful graphic design business? I want to be honest with you. Um, when I first started my graphic design business, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a, um all those tools into place. But um, as you as you become a, a business owner, you gotta um get, get a mentor i would tell anybody that, that has a business get you a mentor because a mentor is a um i would say it's like um if you at disney world and you want to have a fast pass to go before people you want to get that fast pass and that's what a mentor is a mentor help you skip the line a mentor is a cheek 
I would say a cheat code because sure. just think about it. If you if you go to a mentor that in the same field that you in, he can tell you some things to get you further, and also you won't have to go through those headaches. So I mean, like me now, I'm a, I'm a mentor as well, but I had to give me a mentor. I had to pay for self development. Also, um, now I teach my students how to start, structure, and fund the business. So I mean, I show my my students. All you have to do is have a good credit score. Credit is very important. So get your good credit score and you can get all the things that you need to fund your business. You don't have to get all this, do all this stuff out of pocket. Like me, I had to grind, grind, grind. And it, it took me a long time to build my, my business up. But if you have if you have a mentorship and somebody like me to teach you along the way, I can get you to that point real quick and real fast. I love it, man. I love it. So. When it comes to what has been your most successful um, service in your graphic design business, because I, I noticed when I went on your page, at least Facebook, I saw you do flyers. I know you do like banners, you know, pop up banners and, you know, logos, things of that nature. Uh, what, what would you say has been your most profitable service, uh, at least over the last because I know. AI hitting stuff like that. So I guess over the last year, year and a half, what would you say has been the most profitable service that you offer? Um, I would say some of my package services, the stuff that I combine together, like logos, banners, flyers, I kind of combine it all together so I can have a larger profit margin. For so sure. I mean, um, just pretty much combining all those services together so I can um have mm -hmm. a larger um, profit margin. But um, yeah. For sure. So even with the onset of AI, clearly people still want a human touch and they come to you for right. business, right? Yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. Could you, could you speak a little bit to that? Uh, what, what do you think? Do you, is it a lot of word of mouth? Is it your, your actual marketing and advertisement and things of that nature that's driving business and sales? Uh, what, what would you say uh, regarding that? Because people do uh, still want a human touch. So yeah. how has that been? Cause man, I, I'm gonna say, um, I, I made myself, um, I would say I made myself on um, a one-stop shop. So somebody mm -hmm. come to me, they want to, um, they want everything for their business. So I, I'm gonna touch every um topic. If you want to fly a business card, logo, whatever you need marketing, I we can pretty much do it all. You need printing. We can do it all as well. So, I mean, people want a one-stop shop. If you go get something from sure. AI, they might can do your logo, but what about business cards? Yep. What about a website? So we try to, give them everything all in one one shop so i mean when somebody come to me they can they don't have to go nowhere else they can get whatever they need they need coaching they can come to me to get get coaching if you need a mentorship you need funding so anything business so that's why i call myself mr <laughs> anything business for so sure. whatever you need in business i got you so i'm a one-stop sure. shop for sure uh tell me about your speaking i saw that you do speaking uh in your bio and things of that nature is that like business is that corporate is that youth market in schools and like what 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 audience have you targeted or have you at least spoken to so maybe what audience have you spoken to in general and then do you have a specific target market that you speak to now yeah i talk to a lot of a lot of the youth right now so um right now I'm really, I'm really um growing in my speaking. I haven't um spoke a lot for us in corporate or anything like that. But I speak a lot in the community, um, to you, different things of that nature. But um, I have a, I have a um speaking engagement coming up in February that I'm working on. So um, basically, I'm gonna be talking about business. So just showing people how to start a business. Like I said, I mean, most people don't even know how to start a business. But I'm gonna mm -hmm. break down everything from point A to point B. How you start your business how you want to get everything structured so how banks look at the um, profile so you can get funding. And I'm going to break it down from point A to point B because there's a lot of stuff that's not taught in our community. But if you, it's real easy. I mean, most people don't, um, most people think that you got to have a, a business plan to go to a bank. If you have your business properly structured, banks will give you money, but you got to mm. know the ins and not. So I break all that down. I teach them. And um, that's pretty much how I do it. For sure. Uh, what type of, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Like for a bank, so you can go into a bank, tell me a little bit about that. You can go into a bank and if you structure it properly, they're willing to give you some money. Could you share a little bit yeah. about that? So what I, I teach my students how to leverage their credit. So pretty mm -hmm. much 
like I tell anybody, if you finna go on, um, most people about to get their income tax. Don't go blow that money off with, on Jordans or different things like that, materialistic things. Get your credit fixed. Man, credit has really changed my life, man. I, I, I fly for free. I stay in hotels for free just by points mm. because you just got to have good credit. Credit is a, a big key of getting what you want. So basically, banks will give you money if you got good credit. So first, you want to have a credit score of a 680 or higher with mm. no negatives on your credit report. So, I mean, you get all that cleaned up. No negatives, no um inquiries. Most inquiries are what you get when you go get a hard pull. So if you go get a car, most people go get a car and let them banks let them banks run their um credit five or ten times. Don't mm. do that. You have a good credit score. So you go in there, tell them, okay, pull from this bank right here. Don't pull no other things from my bank on um, my credit report. Just pull from TransUnion because mm-hmm. you know this is a higher, higher part of your credit score. So I mean that's little things like that. So right do there. that. And then pretty much um structure your um business. What I mean by that is um you want to have your um uh, um excuse me you want to have a, a 680 or higher you also want to make sure your business is structured correctly meaning you want to have a building or um online presence meaning you want to have a physical address also you want to have other factors as well that i break down in my course sure. as well but it's a lot of detail i don't really have time to break down everything absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's a lot that you can that's that makes it real easy when going to get money from a bank so who taught you that type of stuff when it came to like you know, not having a mom, not having a dad, like was your auntie uh, financially responsible to the point where she was putting you on to the credit? Or did that like as time went on, when you out there just educating yourself, did you learn about the importance of credit, how to get your credit score, you know, high and clean up your credit? Like where where did that initial knowledge come from? Self-development, man. I was so hungry. Like 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 I said, when I left my job, I was hungry. I had to make a living. Either I was sure. going, I would, I wasn't going back to work, so I had to make it work. I wasn't finna turn back, so I burned all the bridges. I'm gonna make this work, For and sure. like um, one of my boys say, it's go- it has to work. Neo, so, um, <laughs> Neo, yeah, it has to work. It, yeah. work it has to work. It has to work. So yeah, that's what that's what I said. I, it's gonna work. So I mean, I I, sure. I um got I got mentors, so I lever- I leveraged my credit. I wasn't able to pay them, so I leveraged my credit. So mentorship i bought i used my credit to get mentorship and different things of that nature so i mean with that being said i mean i I had to i had to get out there and grind and find the mentorship to help me um do what i need to do for sure for sure i love it man i love it so you paid the cost you grew as a person uh do you have a morning routine do you do you what's your mornings looking like like do you do do you stick to all of the you know what i'm saying Every every man, I, I did my research. Every millionaire billionaire has a routine. It doesn't it doesn't change. So my routine is I get up, go before God, read my Bible. Then after that, um, I I, I have a schedule. So with my planner, you should already know what you're gonna do before you wake up because sure. that, that helps people from stealing your time. If somebody call you, man, I need you to do this, man. I, I I'm sorry, but I already got this booked on my plan, sure. my planner, so I know exactly what I need to do. So I have about four hours that I dedicate to my business. And then another four hours I dedicated to my coaching business. And then basically my family time, my devotional time. And then once I, um, the next day, I take time to write out my plan for the next day. So I have everything planned out, but it starts with a routine. Like, like I said, I got, I created my own planner that, um, that I sell as well. It's an awesome planner. It'll definitely um, give you a lot of game as well. I love it, man. I love it. So, If you don't mind sharing, what would you say has been your most profitable month ever since you've been an entrepreneur? Um, I think it's it's crazy, but I think like February, I don't know, people like to spend money around income tax time. So it's <laughs> like like people just spend money. So it's I think February is probably like my best months. January okay. and February, when people know money's coming in, it's already it's already spent. Wow. So they, they love spending money. So I say that it's sad, but it's it's true. It's true. It's true. Okay. So having gone all in on your business, where would you see yourself going uh, at the time of this recording? We 2024. Do you see yourself scaling even higher or where, where would you say, like, do you see the graphic design business being even more profitable or the coaching, the business coaching 
business being even more profitable. Where where do you see your millionaire status coming in if you haven't already touched the M? Where would you say you see your million come from? This is the hoodie right here. You see that? That's billionaires coming soon. That's that's what that's the goal right there. Billionaires coming soon. Billionaire. So the goal is to become a billionaire. So um I plan to scale all my businesses um to become to become um financially independent. I wanna um be that bridge for my family. I want um the next generation don't, don't have to start from the bottom like I started from. So I for mean sure. that's the goal, man. It's become a billionaire. All right, let's talk. A billion is that's a substantial amount of money. I'm not gonna say it's right. a lot. You already know the mindset, like so I'm not gonna program right. and say it's a lot, but a billion is a substantial for your for your for you to have. Because your business can be worth two, three billion dollars, but that don't mean Reginald has a billion dollars. You understand what I'm saying? So even for those listening, me studying this stuff has, you know, I've had to change my mind so much. Because if you do a million dollars in revenue in your business, you're not a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? You may literally only have 200,000 or maybe a quarter million. Why? One, the revenue is the revenue. Then you got the taxes. Then you got, depending on what you're doing, if you have employees or if you're using software, you have software. In order to get to that point, you're probably running ads. So you may bring in an M but only personally touch a hundred K, you know what I'm saying? So given what you're currently doing, which I'm sure just talking to you is, is more intricate than that. What would you say would be your vehicle to touch a billion dollars personally? Um, if I'm talking to somebody right now, like the audience, I mean, I would say the first thing that you need to do is have belief. I mean, if you don't believe that you can do it, there's no way that you're going to get to it. Um, it's a book says, um, you are what you believe. I mean, you are what you think of you are. Um, so, mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta first have belief. If you don't believe I, I like God, God, um, says it's impossible to, to please him without faith. So, I mean, mm -hmm. if you don't believe that you can do something, there's no way possible you can become a millionaire being there. So it all start with belief. Yeah. I can dig that, but I want you to answer that question. And the question is, what vehicle in your mind at this time will help you get there? Meaning, from what we've saw, from what we've seen, a lot of people touch a B with technology. You know what I'm saying? Look at look at Mark uh, Zuckerberg with Facebook. Look at uh, uh, clearly Elon. With you know what I'm saying? So if if you say in your mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna become a billionaire one day. What vehicle do you think that you would probably use to do that? Meaning, are you? Is it going to be technology? Is it going to be software? Is it going to be products? Because you have to serve a lot of people. A billion is like a million. What is it? A thousand millions. So you got to hit that thousand million. You got to do a million dollars a thousand times to hit a billion, which is first the initial cap. But realistically, for you to hate, hey, I got a billion. Like I personally got a billion where I can touch a billion dollars. The business probably got to do between three and five, maybe even six billion dollars. So, yeah. Right now, we just we just having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, what would you say in your mind would possibly be a vehicle that you may use to become a billionaire? Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna break it down a little bit. So, um, I think it's gonna be a collaborative of a lot of all my businesses, but um, digital products, um, okay. digital products. Um, most people don't really know what digital products are, but you create them one time and you can sell them forever. So, I mean, I got a lot of digital products that I've created where it can generate me income. What I just created it one time and keep on making money. So, I mean, I don't have to. It's no overhead. I already created it, so it's it's just it's just ready to go out and make me money. So, digital products is I think. Is what's going to take me to that next level, and that means I got ebooks created, I got courses created, and um, I mean, I don't know if most people know about courses. You can make, you can sell courses for like five hundred dollars. So I mean, do the math. If you get a thousand people to to um purchase your course, that maybe be a million dollars if you do the math correctly. But um, mm -hmm. it's digital products, courses, and different things of that nature. Word, word, cool, man. I appreciate you sharing that. So yeah, I know. And 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 y'all, we we having a conversation because 
clearly the man is successful. He's taking care of his family. His business is earning revenue. Uh, you know, the point of a podcast is to not put you on the spot in a way that's, you know what I'm saying, negative or downing because you're doing what you do. But it's about having a solid conversation because certain things we don't think deep enough about. And it's iron shopping iron. Something you say going to bless me, something I say going to bless you. So as I think about a billionaire, let me talk about myself. For me, uh, you know, I do have Plan Maturity, which is, you know, my brand. You see the book behind me. Plan Maturity is the book, but it's also like the title of, of the company that I have. When I think about a billion, because I also believe in going for a billionaire status eventually. So when I think about a billion, uh, one of the things that I think about is health and wellness. You know what I'm saying? So having health and wellness products, having recurring revenue. So if I'm doing supplements, you know what I'm saying? If I got a, even 100,000 people getting supplements from me on a monthly basis, that's going to produce large amounts of wealth. All right. Yeah. If I'm doing finance, you know what I'm saying? If I'm doing credit repair, credit enhancement, that's going to produce wealth. If I have insurance companies, that's going to produce wealth. So for myself personally, uh, really making it as real as possible for myself, I'm thinking of some of the main vehicles that some of the wealthiest people. Let's let's take uh, what, what the girl name is, the Kardashian girl who became a billionaire. You know what I'm saying? Chloe, I think one of them. But I think she had like makeup or, or something of that nature. Like she had a product and she had so many people to buy it. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm looking at health and wellness, maybe some type of technology or app, as well as like finance, things that people need and constantly use on a consistent basis. And in due time, we'll hit them revenue goals, man. So I hope y'all gain some value from, from that in general. Because at the end of the day, we've seen nothing is impossible. Look at Jay-Z, multiple billions of dollars. Look at uh, Kanye, you know what I'm saying? He he touched a billion dollars. Look at LeBron James, you know what I'm saying? He's over a billion dollars. And I think even, you know, Mayweather didn't hit up over a billion at this point. So we can see that it's possible, man. That's one of the main things that Reginald shared is you got to believe it. So at this point, you got to believe it for you especially for those of color. You know what I'm saying? They say, oh, black people ain't billionaires. It's mostly white people and stuff. That's that's mental garbage you gotta got to get rid of because that's going to hinder you from even going forward. If you say, oh, that's white people stuff, like black people, we don't really touch that type of money. You got to get rid of that type of stuff because we're seeing it out in the marketplace. So before I transition, man, um, before we get ready to wrap up the episode, tell us some of your big goals for 2024 at the time of listening that people can look forward to. I know that you mentioned a, another book. I know that you mentioned a, a stage play. Are you doing the acting in the stage play or is that you looking for actors and actresses and stuff like that? Well, my my wife, actually, she already has the actors. So, I mean, we, um, I'm pretty, we pretty much the producers, but my, um, we gonna have a stage play. How can I lead if she don't want to follow? So that's pretty much um one of the um goals is to have that play coming out this year. So that's one of the goals. That's super cool. I'm definitely that's cool. I wish y'all and pray much success on that, man. Who who knows, bro? You might have a movie. Everything, man. It's definitely possible. Um, tell us about when would you probably at the time of this recording? When are you expecting to? to drop the second book um we plan on dropping it um this this year sometime so um i say about the end of next year we should be dropping it the um how can i leave she want to follow is already available for the men so you can get that today but um yeah the book for the women will be dropping um this year fantastic man along fantastic. with a play to go with that as well you're gonna have to play also for that one yeah yeah that's cool man um i've actually done that that kind of made me feel some type of way in a good way because i've done acting like i'm an actor as also you know i haven't acted in a while but i did like several stage plays man even did a little traveling doing that so it's kind of something i look forward to getting back into i even held like three roles in one particular play man so that was that was pretty cool so yeah i definitely enjoyed doing that um 
But before we wrap this up, man, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Tell everybody where they can find the book. Tell everybody where they can get your services. If y'all, if they got businesses, if they got brands, if they need logos, flyers, business cards, I seen your work, man, on Facebook. There's some beautiful stuff. So tell everybody where to find you at, man. Awesome. So you can find me on um, Facebook. My name is Reginald Blanks on Facebook. I'm also, you can find me, my, my number is 832-238-1516. If you need business cards, flyers, banners, if you also need mentorship coaching, you can also reach me at that number is 832-238-1516. Like I said, I teach my students how to start, structure, and fund their business in 90 days or less. I show them how to get 10, 10K in business funding. So, I mean, if you need help structuring your business, holler at me. Also, if you want to um get my book, um, you can also get that from me um, on Facebook at Reginald Blanks. Also, if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram at Reginald K. Blanks. Um, go follow me on that. I'll be dropping game on business information on how to grow how to grow your business. So, I mean, those are the platforms you can reach me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Y'all heard the man. Go check out the book. I love the title. The title is Fire. He got the book for females coming out. Sometime this year, at the time of this recording, is 2024. Yeah, look out for the stage play. Also, look out for stage play as well. If you need tickets, we got tickets available. It's going to be in Missouri City. So um, we got the venue. Everything is ready to go. Oh, man. So, yeah. Y'all tap in, man. Y'all tap in. I'm going to have to uh, check out that stage play one of these days. Definitely. That sounds like, sound like a plan. Absolutely. So. I want to say thank you for for joining me today, man. Definitely a blessed brother. Love God, love people, family man, entrepreneur, mentor, coaching. I'm I'm praying much success that God expands your business, uh, your reach, your your impact, your influence as you continue to go forward and and minister to the brothers and build up the brothers. Because, you know, the more we're built up as men, the more our households will flow properly and everything will flow smooth. So. I also want I to bless one your, I want to bless one of your audience with an audio book of how can I lead if she don't, don't want to follow. I have an audio book I want to give out to one of your um listeners. Okay, cool. Let them know um how they could do that. Oh uh, well, I'm gonna give it to you so you can. <laughs> I don't okay, know okay. for your audience. So I'm gonna um send it to you and whoever you want to bless with it. One of your okay. listeners you can um get get the free audio book. Sound like a plan. I love it, y'all. I love it. Appreciate it, man. So, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to today's episode of the Resonate Into Riches podcast. That gentleman there was Mr. Reginald Blanks coming out of H-Town, Houston, Texas. He loves God. He loves people. He's a husband. He's a father. He's truly doing his thing. I wish him much success and and praise God for him joining us today. So, y'all, just set your vision clear at the time of y'all hearing this in 2024, you know, don't doubt yourself, man. I know that we've we've all made mistakes and things of that nature. But as he was saying, get you a mentor, somebody you can borrow their faith. Sometimes your faith may not be enough. You can borrow somebody else's faith, mm. you know, but continue to move forward in that direction, man. Moving forward in that direction. This is 2024. We got technology. We got resources. We got people. We can be successful, y'all. Successful financially mentally, emotionally, physically, and of course, spiritually. So I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Make sure you like it, comment, share it, downloading this podcast, and sharing it with a friend. I am your host, Marquise Trent, and we are the Resonate Into Riches podcast. Y'all blessed.